0: The man up podcast the doctor's guide to men's health each week on our podcast we interview the top specialists of the field on various topics in men's health you have questions that you are too afraid to ask we have the answers this week our episode is titled no more monkeying around let's talk about monkeypox. i'm dr kevin chute i'm joined as always with my co-host dr justin dubin great topic today huh justin
1: It was an excellent talk. We just got off with, with Dr. Carl Sardi, who is a good friend of the podcast, went to college with me. He's a dual internal medicine and dermatologist certified physician. Um, He's at GW and, and he's at the front lines of this thing. He's really treating a lot of patients with monkeypox as he goes ahead and tells us what his experience was. It was pretty interesting to hear that experience, right? Right, Kev?
0: Very, very interesting. And look, you know, I'm sure like me and you and our listeners, you know, we just got past this whole COVID thing, you know, or oh, not got past, sorry. It seems like we're COVID trying to, yeah. we're, trying we're trying to, trying. we're trying to, but you know, this, it just seems like, you know, another infectious disease, you know, coming about starting to get worried and we're starting to see more and more and more in news. And so, I mean, I'll speak for myself. I really didn't really know much about monkeypox. I just know just a few sparse information Same. I see on Twitter, I see on the news, you know? Um, and so I, I think it was a really great episode because he gave really good information kind of top to bottom of what to kind of know about monkeypox. Right, Justin?
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think that you hit, hit the nail on the head. And I think it was it's important timing because we mentioned a little bit on the, on the episode that there is this – Bad stigma that's starting to develop about it. There's stuff that you're seeing on social media that right. isn't accurate, yeah. that's offensive, and we're trying to really c- create the right narrative with accurate information, and, and you know, and determine you know who needs to know what, how we need to react, how we can protect ourselves, um, and how to identify if you're at risk for monkeypox. Um, right. And you know, we also talk about how. Although you know we are seeing it, hopefully this won't be a thing, but we felt it was a good time to kind of really get the information so that we can all protect ourselves
0: a hundred percent Justin hundred percent you know it's it, as doctors or, or as like you know researchers as well, we're still learning a lot about it, right so it's important. It's important
1: isn't it? Yeah.
0: It's important to know that, you know, look, everything that is the information that we know now, but we are still learning a lot more about it. And this is like what the best knowledge that Dr. Sardi, who is a true specialist, he's one who really is like, you know, in the thick of it right now, um, understands about it. So, you right. know, and it's
1: important it, to notice that he does say that he says he says multiple times. He's like, we're right. still learning more.
0: Absolutely. I mean, this,
1: this disease has been around for a long time, it seems, but we really haven't had it, seen it in this at this level. So yeah, you're right. We are learning more about it. Yeah. So, you know, what we're hearing today may not a thousand percent be correct, you know, six months from now, but we are giving the the data that we have at this moment. I think that's a really good point.
0: Uh yeah, absolutely. So um shall we jump straight into it?
1: I think let's get into it. Enjoy guys. I think this is a really interesting episode and and really helpful for a topic that is As timely as ever. So enjoy.
0: All right. So we are still trying to get over COVID here. And now we have this new disease, monkeypox, and it's spreading. In July, the World Health Organization actually declared it as a global health emergency. At the time of this recording, August 17th, 2022, the CDC says there are over 13,500 cases of monkeypox in the United States. So Dr. Sardi, I know you've been kind of at the front lines of this in Washington, D.C., managing a lot of patients with monkeypox. Why don't you tell our listeners what your experience has been like so far with it?
2: Yeah, so I think uh, – so I'll just tell you guys a little bit about myself. I'm a dermatologist, but I also happen to um, cover our uh, affiliate hospital, the George Washington University Hospital. Um, Many patients who are admitted there with um, skin disease or develop skin diseases while they're in the hospital, and – I think it's a, it's a little bit of deja vu for everybody. Um, you know, when, uh, COVID got started, you, you think that we kind of would have invested a little bit more in, um, you know, public health and preventing things like this from Absolutely. kind of happening again. A good point. And, um, you know, I think a lot of us uh, who are dealing with monkeypox now are a little bit frustrated, um, <laughs> at the way things are going. Cause you think we'd be, you know, be able to see this coming. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, you know, it's definitely here. Um, we probably, um, you know, I've, I've probably t- I've taken care of like dozens of patients now with with monkeypox at this point. And um, in the first couple of times it was kind of jarring, but um, we're learning more and more every day. Um, and it seems like, uh, you know, our, we are at least a little bit better prepared because this is something that is related to, you know, disease that we've known about for centuries, like smallpox. Um and uh, I guess, you know, from from the patient standpoint, the, the one thing that I've kind of been surprised about is is how much pain the condition causes. Um, you know, obviously, there are a lot of symptoms associated with COVID, but the pain really seems to be the, the predominant one from uh, from monkeypox. And that is, uh, you know, definitely one of the things that patients will tell me about after they've recovered how, how horrible it was.
1: That's uh, that's very scary to hear, especially yeah. you know when we're talking I'm about things. Connecting to the internet. Sorry, that was Alexa. Take a look at the help <laughs> Shut up! Stop, please. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, that's 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 very scary to hear, and it's unfortunate because you know you're right. We've gone through this process for the last two plus years at this point, mm-hmm. and it seems like it's the same old thing. It's déjà vu all over again, as you said. So, you know, let's just kind of start very basic for our listeners. Like, what is monkeypox?
2: Yeah, so monkeypox is a um, a virus that is pretty uh, similar to smallpox. Um, And usually it will cause kind of like symptoms like fever and fatigue initially. Um, And then afterwards, people will develop these kind of characteristic pox or, or, um, you know, skin lesions they look like little bumps, sometimes a little bit fluid filled. Um, and as I mentioned, uh, pretty painful, um, probably the closest thing that, you know, people would be able to relate it to would be, um, either something like chickenpox or molluscum, uh, contagiosum, which is another, um, you know, condition, another viral condition of the skin that causes little bumps, um, runs its course over a few weeks or months and then kind of goes away.
0: So so you mentioned you know, you know when you were first talking about you talked about like how it's very painful. And so I'm I'm assuming it's linked to these bumps that are kind of uh, you know that are kind of forming. Are there any specific places like on the body that it forms or it can spread like anywhere?
2: Yeah, it can be all over. It can be um you know head to toe, but um the majority of people that we're seeing that have monkeypox have lesions um in the uh, kind of anogenital region, like on the genitals and, and around the anus
1: so so now we kind of mentioned what happens and and the pain is obviously a big thing the blisters is there some potential you know like permanent effects of, of monkey pox you know and how long are these these pox lasting and then how, is there another stage what happens
2: yeah the the condition tends to run its course anywhere between a, a week and four weeks um and uh some of the you know more permanent complications would be scarring. Um, you know, if anyone had probably a lot of us are people our age, um, Justin, Gavin, you know, we probably all had chickenpox and, you know, I've right. actually chicken chickenpox right. scar on my, uh, temple right here. Um, that's one, probably one of the more common things that could happen. Um, it can actually cause a inflammation of the brain or what's called encephalitis and meningitis. Um, and people who, uh, you know, have problems with the immune system. Um, And uh, I think there there have been a a very very small number of uh, of deaths due to monkeypox. uh, Really? Okay.
1: So it's not it's not like it's a it's you're you're gonna walk out okay every time here. What if you get monkeypox? There's potential long term effects. The short term, it sounds incredibly painful and not fun at Mm. all. So uh, definitely not a fun thing to get monkeypox. So I mean, just to follow up with that you know, uh, how do you get it? How do you actually get monkeypox? Yeah.
2: So I think probably upwards of 95% of cases have been sexually transmitted. Um, there have been, you know, reports of people getting it from close skin to skin contact from someone that was infected or recently infected. Um, and there had, I think it's probably less than 1% of cases have been transmitted through, uh, like contact with shared surfaces, like common surfaces. Um, but that seems to be very, very unusual. Um, right now in the hospital, you know, we're kind of taking all of the COVID precautions with, you know, the N95 masks, the the face shields, the gowns, gloves. Um, but I, uh, I for sure have exposed myself accidentally, not knowing that, I, you know, when, it, when it, what ended up being monkeypox. Um, and but I haven't it. gotten it yet. So it seems like I hate the fact that you said <laughs> yeah. yet. I hate the fact that's like <laughs> yeah. what we were talking about with
1: COVID. Right. It's like I haven't gotten it yet. That's very scary. But um just to clarify the sexual the sexual um, transmission, is it sperm is or a semen? Is it vaginal fluids? Is it blood? Is it sexual fluids? Or is it like actually sexually some something touching the pox? Like Like, just to clarify, because, you know, is it like, you know, an HIV or a hepatitis where you're having engagement and it doesn't matter if you're touching the pox or is it like chicken pox where I touch the chick, like I'm engaging in sex, but the, but I'm still having that contact.
2: Yeah. So the skin lesions definitely are infectious, especially the fluid and blood that can come out of them. Um, But it does seem to be, um, you know, semen um, does seem to be a a very highly uh, infectious fluid as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're not sure, but it it can be detected. The virus can be detected in semen up to 12 weeks after infection. We're not sure if it's still infectious at that stage. Um, but we do know that people who people have contracted monkeypox and people who had from people who have recently recovered. So, who've had, you know, sexual encounters with people who have recently recovered. Actually, the very first, you know, case I saw was um, someone who had a new sexual encounter. And, and after the encounter, their, their partner told them that, uh, um, you know, they had, had recently had monkeypox, but they were, you know, clear and, and that's actually how they got it. We're not sure how long they, people will stay infectious for, um, but we tell people to use protection for up to for two to three months at least after, um, you know, having monkeypox.
0: I think that's, that's really important information because, you know, yeah, for sure. what you, what you just said there, like, I didn't know, uh, just, just the idea of like that, you know, you know, with some of the other, like more, you know, evident diseases that you can actually see, you know, you're like, you know, if you don't okay. see the, the lesions or anything like that, you can be like, Herbie it might not be in the like quote that, unquote, right. active phase, whatever. But in this case, yeah. you know, you know, for our listeners, you know, the, the recommendation is two to three months. Am I correct, Dr. sorry That's what you said. Yeah, that seems what for, for most people that seems to be the right right move,
1: and this yeah. and it's very different, right? The implications are very different here than um, than COVID, where we were isolating. Is it okay if you recovered from monkeypox? And then when we're talking, if it's something that's spread through semen or or blood, if you are a person who has recovered from monkeypox and you no longer have the lesions are you saying you need to isolate yourself completely for two to three months? Or is it, you know, uh, sexual interactions, physical touch, like can you go outside and engage with people or are you really isolating yourself? So it seems like,
2: um, you know, after, uh, the lesions have kind of crusted over the skin lesions themselves aren't, um, that infectious anymore. Um, so we think it, you know, maybe more like other bodily fluids that are infectious after that phase. Um, and, uh, so I think m- for most people, we've been telling them that it's okay to go back to, to work and school and things after, you know, the lesions have crusted over, provided that, you know, they can keep them covered. Um, and that's kind of what, what we've been doing um, moving forward. But it's, uh, it's hard to say. And I think as the, you know, as we kind of learn more about this, um, we'll, we'll be able to advise people a little bit more accurately.
0: And so, you know, you're out right on the front line, you're, you're treating a lot of these patients, uh, coming in with monkeypox. So, could you tell the listeners, like, you know, how do you treat monkeypox? Is there a cure? You know, what you know, what are we looking at?
2: Yeah. So, we actually um, kind of one of the parts of monkeypox where we got off on the right foot is that there's actually a a really great and effective, super safe medication called a uh, tecovirimat. The, the brand name is TPOX. Um, it's FDA approved for smallpox, but it, it really works extremely well for for monkeypox as well. Um, most people feel better within two to three days of starting the medication, um, so we're lucky in that we have that where we basically didn't have any treatments for COVID at the start of it. Is this and we're just, like just trying medication. everything out there? Like a,
0: is it just like an oral med that you're taking? Is yeah, this yeah.
2: yeah, it comes in an oral and, a, and an IV form. I don't know if you guys caught the uh, John Oliver segment this past week on a, a monkeypox um, where they were talking about how hard it is, you know, to get the medication from the CDC. Um, I saw
1: that.
2: Yeah. It requires like a lot of forms and things like that. But luckily in the hospital, we kind of um, have a small supply and we're able to treat people relatively quickly. A lot of people actually do come into the hospital because, because the pain is so bad and they need, um, you know, uh, actually pain medications through the IV, um, through like an IV catheter in order to, to be able to manage the pain.
1: Yeah. So, so even with the medications, when you're giving this medication, when you're treating the patient, they still have the side effects potentially like, you know, or, you know, the pain, but it does cure the disease and it makes the, the course shorter. Is that basically what it's doing?
2: Yeah, we've seen a lot of people. Uh, we actually just had a, you know, a, a small case series uh, that was, that's going to be published soon about um, uh, the, a, a lot of patients will come in with proctitis, which is, you know, inflammation of the, the rectum um, due to the monkeypox and, uh, virus. And, um, once they get started on the medication within two to three days, they start feeling a lot better. Um, awesome. right. you know, you can imagine having, uh, you know, painful skin lesions in that area makes yeah. it hard to have bowel movements and hard to sit down. Um, oh, yeah. and, uh, yeah, the, the, the take of your has really been, uh, very effective for that. And, it's, um, it's great seeing patients improve, you know, once you get them on the right treatment.
1: All right. That's good to know. So the good news is we have a treatment and I mean, we'll talk a little bit later about the vaccine as well, but uh, I want to get into a couple other things first. Um, so we know, and you kind of, it's a natural segue to what you're talking about. The proctitis is we know for the most part, the people in the United States, uh, who have gotten monkeypox are men who have sex with men. Um, why is this population more susceptible? Why are they getting it? Um, at this time,
2: um, we we don't really know. There's there's a couple of theories in terms of you know it may just be spreading amongst um, you know their particular um, you know sexual networks, and there's really nothing preventing it. Um, there there is actually nothing you know preventing it from um, crossing over into the heterosexual uh, you know population, and we are seeing probably about four to five percent of cases now occurring in in women um, and heterosexual couples. Um, it could be, you know, just a more of a social thing, an epidemi- epidemiologic thing, or it could be something um, such as, uh, you know, that semen is a more, uh, is a better vector for the virus. Than just than think about um that. Where it's easier for like a male to transmit it to a female, but not the other wow. way around. Um, so it may not be spreading as much in hetero. We just don't know, to be honest. Um, if you can get it through, you know, skin to skin contact or contact with you know, skin lesions, there's really no reason why it should only be spreading amongst the, you know, the men who have sex with men population, and, and it's kind of unfortunate, you know, because it's led to a lot of stigma about just the monkeypox illness, um, in and of itself. Like, I, I'm sure you guys saw that like TikTok video of a uh, someone who had a, <laughs> you know, like a small little bump on their leg and they oh yeah like I saw uh, that someone on the yeah someone yeah. on the train like took a video and was like oh is this monkey yeah. box oh um, yeah it's, um, it's actually ended up having like another
0: there's really bad tweets around. about
1: yeah. it Kevin and I were just talking yeah. about it there was some doctor that tweeted something that wasn't great you know
0: yeah, uh, the person there's... on the TikTok actually had like another medical condition and uh you know oh it's... yeah she clapped right back it was great yeah <laughs> right but it's 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 terrible and I think you made a really good point though like you know, all the news has been kind of sent around like, oh, this, you know, they they try to highlight it's, it's found in men who have sex with men, you know? But, you know, the important point that you made here is like, look, it can also happen also in, you know, heterosexual couples too. It just happens to be currently right now it's within this, as you say, kind of like maybe sexual network. It could be maybe that it remains a little bit more in semen, still things we don't know, but it doesn't, it shouldn't be stigmatized, you know, to this certain population. Um, You know, what what is your recommendation, though, to, you know, to guys in general? You know, what what is the best way to protect yourself from monkeypox?
2: Um, I think, you know, knowing your sexual partners and, uh, you know, just practicing the normal, you know, safe sex routines, probably something more like barrier protection, um, like latex condoms um, would be the way to go. I don't know that there's anything that's like a hundred percent, you know, effective at, at preventing monkey pie. I don't even, I'm not even a hundred percent sure that latex condoms would prevent, mm. um, you know, transmission if someone very recently had it. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, if you, um, are someone who has multiple sexual partners, uh, it probably is not a bad idea to, to get the vaccine. If you can, they're kind of, you know, prioritizing, um, you know, men who have sex with men just because of, uh, you know, the high number of cases in, in that community. But, um, uh, yeah, I think probably, you know, just doing all the normal safe sex stuff and then getting vaccinated, you know, when you can if you think it is a you know so, uh, so to, to kind to of summarize there,
1: the guys who are are at risk right now are men who have sex with men who maybe or others who maybe have multiple partners. Um uh and and the key here is identifying yourself as high risk identifying and maybe communicating with the people that you are engaging with. And then um, if you consider yourself to be high risk based off of what we talked about to get the vaccine. Now, we know through the news and through the medical community, the vaccine has been rather limited in our ability to distribute it. Is that correct? And then can you just tell us a little bit more about the vaccine and how successful it is against, you know, preventing getting uh, monkeypox?
2: Yeah, so there's two um, two vaccines that are out there. One of them is the old uh, smallpox vaccine. I, I right. think it's called a ACAM 2000 or ACAM 3000. Um, that one has like a bunch of a lot of potential side effects, um, and not everybody can get it. Like if you have a, another skin condition like atopic dermatitis, you can't, or eczema, which is a super common skin condition, yeah. you can't really get that one. Um, but Genios, which is a smallpox monkeypox um, vaccine um is very effective over 95% uh, effective at preventing um you know disease uh basically no con- basically no uh you know uh, s- uh risk of causing any kind of adverse react, very low risk of causing any kind of adverse right react- nothing zero risk you know right, um of course but uh it doesn't have like the same contraindications that the the regular smallpox vaccine has um it's a two dose vaccine series one month apart um Actually, I have to say, you know, in D.C., it's been pretty easy to get it. A lot of my patients, uh, you know, have been able to get it relatively quickly. Um, and then also, you know, getting vaccinated, if you know you've potentially had an encounter as soon as you find out about it, um, can actually prevent the disease as well. Oh, wow. Uh, wow. Well. That's really good yeah. to know. Really good to know. Yeah. They're yeah. using it for like what's called post-exposure prophylaxis.
0: So, uh, who, who so are even you, that like, one dose… Mm-hmm. Sorry, go yeah, ahead,
2: getting Kev. the getting that first dose quickly can be really that important.
1: first dose quickly, even though it's a two dose thing, is mm-hmm. going to do it's going to do do the trick at least help help protect you. What were you saying, Kev? Sorry.
0: Yeah. No. Uh. So you said the vaccine, like, is you know pretty readily available in DC. Who are you recommending to you know go out and get this vaccine?
2: That's a great point. Great question. Actually, a lot of patients are coming in and asking me uh, if they should get it, and I you know tell them yes if you have you know multiple sexual partners if you're a man who engages in you know sexual intercourse with other men and you know you feel like it's it's in your um you know social network or you've heard of people who uh, have had it recently it's probably not a bad idea to to go ahead and get it um and uh but yeah there definitely have been shortages um again kind of going back to that john oliver piece in, in new york city it's been quite difficult to get um, the doses have been pretty limited. Um, and he also talks about how we let like uh, several million doses expire a little bit, very, very early on in the outbreak. Um, I think earlier this year. Um, but, uh, we let millions and millions of doses of uh, the genius vaccine expire. Oof, that's um, not good. Yeah.
1: Terrible timing. Terrible timing.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All
1: right. So, so we know who should be getting the vaccine now. I mean, we learned a lot so far, I think, cause yeah. I, I felt like, For the most part people have not been you know you see it on the news you don't really know exactly what's going on and we have this current issue it seems like it's it's gaining more and more patients uh or more and more people are getting it and you can attest to that um and the data i think can attest to that so the really question is you know do you think this is going to continue to really spread amongst the us or do you think we're going to get a grasp upon it you know especially with one of the concerns coming up is you know we're going back to school. You know, it's the end Mm. of August. We're going back to school. Kids are going back to high school. They're going back to college. All you think about, all I think about is, you know, these are insane vectors for any kind of disease. It doesn't have to be monkeypox. It could be anything to spread. Now are, is there a reason for concern that there's going to be, you know, a problem with monkeypox in like first, you know, in schools and colleges, and, you know, and getting a good grasp of it in the United States as we go on.
2: I, I really hope not. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Me too. I mean, I uh, think we uh, all agree. Yeah. Let's hope this doesn't become what we have seen in the last two years.
2: Yeah. You know, there's this concept, you know, kind of this concept of like, a uh, you know, One Health where, uh, you know, all these like uh, diseases that are, you know, kind of spread globally um, can be related to things like poverty and climate change. and. Um, but theoretically, something like, you know, monkey box should be, you know, eradicable with, you know, large, you know, large vaccination campaigns. Um, I think we're probably going to see low level transmission um, for, for quite a while um, until we can really get a, a good number of people vaccinated. Um, I don't know if the back to school thing is really going to make uh, too big of a difference. Um, I know we have really started uh, seeing a big uptick in cases here in D.C., um, towards the end of, uh, you know, pride month, um, which, you know, may have just been due to kind of an influx of people into the area. Um, and it may have just been a coincidence because that's kind of when the outbreak was starting. Um, but hopefully, you know, we'll be able to, we're still on, you know, much better footing than we were with COVID where we have effective treatments, good vaccines. Um, it's also like a more, I think, visible disease than, than, than a COVID where, you know, there's a lot of like asymptomatic spread with COVID. Right. Um, Right which seems to be point. less of an issue with, with monkeypox. Um, and Monkey
1: uh, doesn't know. spread as easily as COVID. I mean, we're talking about air droplets and breathing versus
0: yeah. physical contact. I'm assuming the R is a little bit, you know, yeah, not as high as it was with COVID. Right. So,
1: yeah. So, yeah. you know, so I, I, I agree with you a hundred percent there. Um, so, you Actually, know,
2: probably one of the most, most encouraging things. So the, the CDC updates the, you know, the case counts, um, every Wednesday and I actually just looked it up before we started talking and it seems like it's leveled off, maybe headed down a little bit. Great. Um,
0: that's great news. Uh,
2: I think they were up as high as 4,900 cases, um, this past Monday, or maybe it was the Monday before, and it's kind of been a little bit lower the last two Mondays or this past Monday. Cause you know, all the tests that get done over the weekend at like urgent cares and ERs don't get reported until Monday. So there's always a huge spike on Monday. Um, but hopefully, you know, we'll really get a get a handle on it.
0: Well, you know, right. I think this was great info, Doctor Sadi. Uh, you know, I learned a lot, and I'm sure, Justin did too. You know, just as a final, you know, like like a summary. You know, if, if you know, if if guys were only to listen to like one portion of this podcast, and they were supposed to just take one thing out of this episode, you know, what what is the main thing that just we need to know about Monkeypox? Yeah, I would say, you
2: know. Practice safe sex and, you know, assess your own personal risk. And if, if you feel like that risk is high enough, go out and, uh, you know, either get on the waiting list and get, and get vaccinated.
1: Talk to a doctor, man. That's what you're saying, right? You're saying talk to your doctor. And now who are you talking to, though? Seriously, like, is it a dermatologist you're question. going to see? Is it an internal medicine? Who's, because obviously you're both. You're a unique yeah. person where you are both. Who, if someone wants to talk to a doctor for these things, who are they going to see?
2: Um, I would say your primary care doctor is, is a good place okay. to start. But if you happen to be, um, you know, like at a travel medicine clinic, you know, meeting with an infectious disease doctor or a dermatology clinic, or, you know, your skin check or anything else, um, you know, hopefully anyone you'll come across in those settings will will be able to direct you to the right resources. I, I think a lot of the vaccines are being given out by a um, by by like state and local local health departments. Like, we for example, we don't have them in our clinic, and I don't think even the primary care clinic has them. Um, and uh, I think all the vaccinations kind of right now are going through through local health departments.
1: All right, that was great. Um, I think that was a great way to end. Uh, very informative, Dr. Sardi um, at GW. So, you know, if you're in the area, uh, make sure to look him up over there. He's fantastic. <laughs> um, uh, as for Kevin I, thanks for listening as always. Uh, questions, comments, concerns, please feel free to reach out to us. On our social media platforms, Justin Dubin, M.D., Kevin Kevin Chu, M.D. Uh, We also are on The Man Up Pod on Twitter, Instagram, uh, as well as TikTok. Uh, You can listen to all of our podcasting, uh, our our podcast episodes, either on our website, which is what Kevin?
0: It's at www.themanuppod.com.
1: And you can listen there. You can also listen to On It on iTunes, Spotify, any other podcasting platform. We always appreciate you subscribing, downloading, giving us a review and some comments. Always five-star review. Uh, for Kevin and Dr. Sardi, thanks for listening. Until next time, have
2: a good podcast. guys. Hey, guys.